So we talk about ourselves as being disciples on mission, or missionary disciples. Very simply, I think what that means is that we're going somewhere and we're taking people somewhere. But we've got to go a little bit deeper into what that actually is. So when, when we say we're going somewhere, we would normally say, well, we're going to heaven. But what is that? Very simply, we are being made ready to enter into the heart of the Trinity. We're being made into love so that we can enter into the fullness of infinite love. As it says in 1 John chapter 4, God is love and anyone who lives in love lives in God and God lives in them. That's where we're going. But then the next verse it says, on the day of judgment we'll have confidence because as he is, so are we in the world. So basically we're going to have just confidence on the day of judgment because we will have become love in the same way that God is love. That's pretty much the Catholic understanding of discipleship. We're going somewhere. And we're being transformed every day. Like, we're not just simply waiting in like this divine waiting room, waiting to be called and summoned into heaven. We're actually being shaped and moulded, matured. We're kind of growing up, in a sense, into, into love. And, and needed to leave behind our childish, selfish ways. But then as, as missionaries, we're, we're taking people somewhere. And so really, we're trying to set a whole culture which is focused on that end goal. You know, we're not just simply telling people about Jesus so that they get their ticket to heaven. But we're really trying to reshape the whole world in a way where people realise that it's not about me. You know, and, and I think this is where the real challenge lies because we are, we are up against the greatest media industry that has ever existed in human history, which is selling a gospel of you. It's all about you. It begins and ends with you, and it begins and ends with pleasure. That's all you exist for. It's very attractive, but it really is radically different to Christianity because if Christianity is about the fact that we are meant to become love then it's completely not about me the whole of my existence, the whole of my being should be about others and about trying to help others become the fullness of what they're meant to be now I think in that context we can start to understand how marriage becomes missionary. You know, so the, the first reading in the Gospel today, we've got the, the first wedding, in a sense, of the, the creation of Adam and Eve, and God basically saying what, what he has joined now becomes one. And then in the Gospel where Jesus is affirming this, saying they're not meant to split up, like, like they're, they're together for a purpose. Now, in, a, in, the, in the thinking of our modern world, this is madness. Because the gospel of our modern world is, it's all about you and it's all about pleasure. And so as soon as it becomes difficult, and as soon as it demands that you are not focused on yourself, then you should have every right to pack up and move on. 
Whereas what Christ is trying to say is this union is it's a sacrament. And what we mean by that is that somehow it embodies something of the whole mystery of redemption. Like the whole of the gospel is somehow wrapped up in that union of man and woman in marriage. This whole mystery of transformation and healing and mercy and grace and particularly this mystery of, of us becoming something greater than we currently are. And so it's almost like God has said, look, I've, I've set this up so it's going to be difficult. And particularly because it's going to challenge you to go beyond yourself. At every single moment, you're going to have to die to your own selfish desires. And it's going to become like a training ground where you learn how to love. Particularly through you know, the relationship of the husband and wife, but then with the children. At every moment, you're going to have to be called to, to give and give and give and give more. And, and then just when you think you're about to get to sleep, surprise, wake up and give more. And, yeah. But it, it only makes sense in the context that we're actually going somewhere. And I kind of think this is where we really need to come as, as, as a church community to once again realise how marriage is missionary. You probably, you probably don't feel like a missionary most of the times. You know, particularly if you've got young kids and you're just not sleeping and you're struggling to just survive. You don't feel like you're proclaiming the gospel. But to realise that you are, like, like you are, your relationship, your life is, is almost like this flag planted on top of a, of a hill proclaiming this is what life is about. This is what the whole of salvation history is about. This is God taking us somewhere. And I think to be affirmed, you know, because... I talk to so many married people who feel like they're just useless. And they're just like, we don't quite know what we're doing. We're just trying to survive and wait till the kids leave home. Um, and then hope it gets better. But you, you are the leaven in the dough, you know, to use that image that Christ uses. Like, you, you, are, you are influencing the whole of the world by being faithful to that journey. You can't see the fruit of it. You can't see what's happening. But by every day, committing yourself to making your spouse holy and committing yourself to teach your children how to love, you are fighting against this, this huge tsunami of secular thinking which is trying to just make us immature again. You know, you are actually bringing about the salvation of the world in very small, very hidden, unknown ways. And I think to, to always come back to that realisation that if, if, if you're living that sacrament, you are basically bringing the Trinity into something visible in the world. You know, when, when so many people are saying, well, where is God? Proof to us the existence of God. You become the embodiment of that. You probably don't feel like that most of the time. I'm sure if you look at your own marriage, you think, well, maybe their marriage is a bit more like the Trinity. Ours is maybe not so. But, but you are. That, that is the truth of it. 
You know, it's, it's very much in the battle that this gospel is proclaimed. You know, it's, it's in that battle to live chastity. It's, it's, that, it's in that battle to live sacrificial love. It's, it's not in the perfection of it. It's in the battle. I, I, was, I randomly picked up Thomas Aquinas the other week because I wanted to check something up about heaven. And I was, I was really struck by what he was... He was talking about consecrated people and particularly the vow of celibacy. And he was saying that their perfection in heaven is not because they live celibacy perfectly, but because they tried to. You know, it's because of the battle they went through to try to be chaste. That's where the glory will be. And I was really struck by that because so often we feel like failures because we're not there yet. But that's the whole point. We're going somewhere. It's, it's in that faithfulness to the battle every day to fight against the selfishness, the immaturity in your own heart and to allow the grace of God to, to mould you and shape you. That's where the victory is won. Now this is particularly in the, in the case of marriage but I think in any relationship and particularly any relationship between man and woman, any friendship, it's the same thing. You know, because the Christian vision for that is so countercultural. Just to always realize that we are actually part of this massive battle of redemption. Every time we choose the harder path and we choose to love purely and to try and lead people to heaven, somehow at the end of time we're going to look back and realize where we fit in that, in that jigsaw puzzle. We're going to realize where we were in the midst of Christ winning this, this victory over, over sin and death. And all of this really points us here to the Eucharist. Because, because this is the wedding. This is the wedding banquet. This is the, this is the place where your, your marriage points us to. And so it needs to be very much the source and summit. It needs to be the source of your love, the source of your life, but then also that constant reminder that it's, it's the summit to which we're going. Your love for each other, be it in marriage or be it just in friendship, in community, our love is pointing us constantly back to here, back to the Eucharist, to see the one who lays his life down for us, the one who calls himself the bridegroom because he desires such an intimate relationship. So as we come to the Eucharist, allow the Lord to really speak into all those areas where you struggle and particularly those areas where you just need the encouragement and the affirmation to realise that we are, we are doing this with him. He is the one who's called us into this and he is the one who strengthens us and carries us every day.